chapter twenty four of tarano the conqueror by ray cummings this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by tony oliva attack on the palace i must take you back now to the water festival and the events in the great city which followed it sleans in murderous frenzy were plunging through the throng of erstwhile revellers maida could not quell them the revolt which she had started against tarano seemed now a self-created monster to destroy us all but there were earthmen among us a hundred of them no more they had come from washington that same day had landed i learned later secretly near the great city sent with our earth council's plans to communicate with maida beneath the water coming individually they had entered the festival and helping maida's girls the diving girls whom i had encountered they had made away with most of tarano's guards in those first moments of frenzy i got to the balcony joined maida and georg elza was gone my heart went cold but in those hurried frantic moments grave disaster as it was i did not dwell upon it we must get away back to the palace georg exclaimed as i joined them the earthmen on the main floor were holding the sleans partially in check bodies were lying in a welter i shall not describe it then abruptly upon a table a huge sleon leaped his garments blood-stained from his victims a blade of dripping steel in his hands he shouted above the tumult words not in the universal language but in the dialect of the sleans his command carried throughout the building other sleans took it up we could hear it echoed outside as others shouted it over the waters the bloodshed abruptly ceased the sleans leaped away from the earthmen who were glad enough to let them go rushed for the archways of the pavilion outside we could hear the water splashing swimmers and boats scurrying off then comparative silence the scream of a sleon woman in the grove nearby still desiring vengeance the groans of the dying at our feet the hiss and splutter of weapons discarded with circuits still connected and over it all the great whine of a danger whistle which some distant official had plugged a lull and around us lay strewn dark tragedy where a few moments before had been festive merrymaking a crimson scene with the body of the red woman lying like a symbol in its midst within an hour we were back at the palace the whole city was seething boats and lights were everywhere control of everything seemed lost warning signals shrilled in crazy fashion public mirrors were dark or turned to places and time wholly irrelevant in the palace itself we soon secured a semblance of order Midas girls were here with wet veils and long dank tresses clinging to their sleek bodies lips painted a luring red but eyes which now were solemn and grim their demeanor alert and business-like unconscious of themselves they moved about the palace executing Midas orders 
a dozen or so of midas personal retainers were here and most of the earthmen keen-eyed young men of the washington headquarters staff one of them tom afton by name a ruddy blue-eyed fellow was in command he stayed close by georg and me the city was seething but out of the chaos was coming a comparatively orderly menace we could sense it at first and then in a few brief minutes so swift that we had no time to prepare the menace became obvious and was at hand the slaons had withdrawn from the festival for a greater more organized effort their revolt against tarrano in which maida had joined was bigger more deep-rooted than a mere revolt it was against maida herself trickery of the downtrodden slaons against the ruling class against the old order of government even against the reals who in their distant city were all-powerful but who obeyed the laws and took no part in anything revolution from down the waterways of streets which converged into the broad lagoon before the palace boats began arriving boats crowded with slaons dishevelled unkempt men and women with primitive weapons of steel and wire brandished aloft they surged into the lagoon a murderous frenzied mob thoughtless of itself suicidal to attack us yet daring everything in its frenzy soon the lagoon was crowded a chaos of pushing shoving boats then the boats began landing disgorging their occupants wild-eyed slaons each a potential murderer the gardens of the palace were presently jammed with them they did not at first come within our thresholds they stood milling about under the palms trampling the tropic flowers screaming threats and epithets at us but waiting as a mob always does for some leader to advance that they might follow him upon us we stood on the palace rooftop i must confess that we were in a flurry for the moment there were undoubtedly weapons at hand but i at least did not have them nor did i know where they were excusable flurry possibly for the thing had come so quickly and most of us were strangers here of but a few hours the roof had a low railing waist-high but broad we stood clustered behind it in the garden beneath the mob was shouting up at us and before i could stop her maida had leaped to the top of the rail georg and i clutched at her then steadied her slaons but they would not hear her shouts went up a roar of threats the press of additions to the mob landing from other boats forced the front ranks forward they were now on the palace steps jammed there waving their weapons yet still hesitating to advance slaons my people maida's frail voice was lost in the uproar then a missile was thrown upward a portion of a broken generator a heavy chunk of metal it barely missed maida and fell with a thump to the roof behind us then came others a rain of them about us i tried to pull maida back but she fought me 
her voice still calling out its appeal with a bound georg was up on the rail beside her afton the young earthman had quietly handed him a cylinder georg waved it at the mob slaons his stronger voice caught their attention a sudden hush fell slaons it is i georg brenda your princess mitre rules you now only under me a new ruler slaons the man of earth georg brenda who must be obeyed georg brenda soon to be husband of your princess but they would not hear him out the din from them submerged his voice his lips snapped tight as abruptly he ceased talking his brows lowered grimly and i saw his finger press upon the cylinder Mita's voice screamed georg have mercy do not kill them she spoke barely in time his cylinder swept upward the rays from it caught only the upper portions of the palms and the treetops the foliage withered shriveled before that soundless invisible blast not a blast of heat the mob surprised then frightened stared upward the soft tropical foliage in a great wide swath was dead with naked sticks of limbs black then turning white not with heat but cold ice was forming from the moisture in the humid air and then the sudden condensation brought snow a thick white fall of it sifting down into the palm-laden garden falling gently then swirling in a sudden wind which had begun as though itself stiffened by the cold just overhead the mob stood transfixed then a murmur of horror came and i saw through the veil of whirling snow that into some of the trees slaons had climbed their bodies frozen now slid and fell black plummets hurtling downward through the swirling snowflakes end of chapter twenty four